Bookland Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello listeners and hello Lee. Hello Ian. Now, I suppose we should start with a disclaimer or two. Uh, firstly, we're following government rules by keeping two metres apart. In fact, Lee is five miles away from me on his phone, but needs must and apologies, dear listener, in advance, because this won't be the usual superb quality you rightly expect from your Brooklyn's radio. And secondly, we're recording Lee's City Update in the morning, so in this climate, I guess a lot could change in the financial markets by later in the day. And I know today Lee wants to concentrate mainly on the financial markets in the United States. So, Lee, what's been happening this week? Well, I mean, it's been a, another busy weekend. I, mean, I don't know whether you can recall our conversation last Friday. We talked about a, uh, a meeting, a surprise meeting, that the Federal Reserve had uh, the previous Sunday. They made several announcements in that meeting, and one of those was to launch QE5, quantitative easing 5, um, in which they announced they were buying back $700 billion worth in bonds, um, this enormous figure. Well, anyway, put a line through that. That was uh, deemed to be by the following Monday, eight days later, not anywhere near enough. Um, so uh, as, a, uh, as a result of that, they la- launched this Monday QE Unlimited, as the name would suggest. There is no limit uh, to this quantitative easing. And uh, to give you a little flavor of that, um, instead of buying $700 billion in its entirety, the whole package, um, they are now, this week, probably right this moment in time, buying $625 billion in this week alone. How big is, is that uh, $625 billion uh, figure? Well, to you and I, and obviously, a, um, and our listener as well, perhaps, are a, uh, is, a, is an enormous figure. It represents 3% of GDP in the United States. 3% of GDP. Uh, the defense budget itself in the United States is, uh, is 4% of GDP. And the educational budget is 6% of uh, GDP. So what they are planning on doing, they, the Federal Reserve, are planning on doing in, is spending in two weeks the entire educational budget for one year in the United States. Well, those figures sound amazing. They, alarming? Uh, I would certainly put them in the alarming category, Ian. Um, there was a... Um, uh, interestingly enough, in 2011, the Standard and Poor's Debt Rating Agency downgraded the United States' uh, sort of creditworthiness. Really, um, what does that really mean? It's just like you and I. We have an Experian rating, our, a credit score, which shows our own individual um, creditworthiness, and so do countries as well. Standard Poor's looked at the debt pile back in 2007 shook their heads and downgraded the United States. That was when they had $14 trillion worth of debt on the Treasury's books in the U.S. That figure now stands at $24 trillion. So, yeah, I would definitely put this in the alarming category. And so this money's got to be paid back. It's by bonds, presumably. Uh, that's absolutely right. There's a couple of ways that uh, governments um, uh, raise money, one of which, of course, is through taxation, which we all know, and the other is, is through the uh, financial uh, markets. And, and these bonds, I mean, these bonds, it might be uh, of interest to know, really, we, a phrase we use quite a lot, but what actually are they? They're just really promissory notes. So if I uh, uh, lend you money, um, uh, you would then uh, cash, you would then send me back a piece of paper saying that you promised at some point in the future uh, to pay this back, and you may even give me a little bit of interest as well. So that's all that these bonds are they're buying, buying back. Right. Now, we, we've had crises before. I mean, the, the banking crisis of 2008, is this a similar sort of event? 
Um, look, it's, the answer is no to that. Although, you know, of course there are certain similarities and the banks are a major focus. But 2008 was simply a banking crisis. That was that the banks weren't lending to one another. And in return, they weren't lending, those banks weren't lending on to us, the consumers, to the man and woman in the street. Now, 2020, we've got ourselves a solvency crisis. That is, companies are failing. They are not getting any revenues in. They are, as a result, they're having to lay off workers because they've got nothing to pay them with. Um, those workers, uh, therefore, are not spending when they go out to the shops and other places. And this is a self-perpetuating uh, situation, unfortunately. Well, did the Federal Reserve's measures uh, reassure the markets this time round? Or you've talked about all the money they've injected? Uh, no, it wasn't reassuring on Monday. So this was uh, this, these uh, these details were coming out through the uh, the market hours on on Monday, and actually markets closed closed down about three percent in the United States. Uh, the FTSE itself closed down 3.8% on Monday. So, no, it wasn't particularly uh, uh, reassuring because um, I think, again, we mentioned this last week, in is that these were what we have here is a solvency issue. Um, and that solvency issues require government intervention, what we call fiscal intervention, like we saw and we discussed last week with Rishi Sunak. Um, you know, he has basically put money into the pockets of the man and woman on the street so that he's initiated mortgage holidays, for example, emergency loans for businesses and increasing unemployment benefits and VAT holidays as well. And in fact, this approach has really been quite innovative. I, I noticed actually in Congress uh, this week, none other than Bernie Sanders um, uh, is, was, was applauding the approach that, uh, that the Chancellor, our Chancellor, has uh, taken to, uh, to the crisis. And so what in turn is uh, Washington doing therefore to address, uh, to address their solvency crisis? Well, uh, Washington's response uh, started sort of trickling through after the markets closed on uh, on Monday evening, um, and the the the, the big headline that captured everyone's imagination was uh, that there was going to be a two trillion dollar stimulus program. All the branches of states gathered around uh, and came up with this figure and worked out how it was to be distributed. Now, the mere mention of that figure sent markets absolutely wild on Tuesday. Stocks are being bought like a uh, fresh delivery of loo paper at Morrison's. Um, we saw that the Dow was uh, closed up 11.3% and the FTSE also was up 9%. Um. Well, we've had swings in the markets before. Nothing unusual in this, I guess. Uh, there is nothing uh, unusual in, in that. In, in some respects, um, we had, you know, the, the Dow's move actually was up 11.3. Uh, the, the Dow being up 11.3 percent was, in fact, the highest since 1933. Don't get too excited about that. We were in the midst, or certainly the United States were in the midst of a depression, uh, and the uh, and the FTSE's uh, and the FTSE's move was the second biggest. Uh, ever um, and if we look at if we were to look at this you know stand back and look at the moves of this nature since World War Two that is since the beginning of World War Two 80 years really um, we can see that the 33 of the most volatile days in the S&P the Standard & Poor's history nine of them nine of those 33s in the past 80 years have occurred in this month in, in March 2020 and if we were to extend the lens a little more uh, and go back to 1929, that fateful year, um, we can see that six of the top uh, 20 most volatile days have occurred this month too. 
So clearly this has generated a sense of urgency in Washington. Uh, this, it certainly has, as it has around the the uh, the, the globe, and the, the the news backdrop is is absolutely dreadful. Uh, we saw that India was uh, in locked has been put down in uh, lockdown for 21 days. Their uh, uh, their laws there are far more draconian than anything in the UK that we are uh, envisaging. We also had something called the PMI data, the Purchasing Managers data, out in the eurozone, which showed a, 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 an appalling figure. Uh, in fact, it's the worst on history. That was uh, midway through the week, um, and uh, you know. But the 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 on by Wednesday uh, after that huge rally, we uh, the markets were relatively sanguine. Um, the de- debate in uh, Washington had started. The Senate started going over the uh, the, the detail of this two trillion dollar stimulus, um, and those were sort of those details were fed uh, gradually into the markets. Um, uh, which 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 buoyed the markets, but as I say, it was relatively sanguine. But um, then we had the unemployment figures. Uh, we certainly did. The unemployment figures were uh, were absolutely dreadful, um, and I think probably gave an extra impetus uh, towards Washington getting this deal done as quickly as they possibly could. The, there was some uh, the beginning of the week actually. There was a, uh, a a regional Federal Reserve president, a guy called James Bullard. He represents the St. Louis region, uh, and uh, he talked about unemp- unemployment rate in the United States of thirty percent. We had and, and GDP. Falling 50%, huge figures. Yesterday, as a result of, uh, of a lot of these layoffs and perhaps uh, putting a little perspective on what James Bullard was saying, we had an unemployment report that showed 3.3 million benef- uh, people claimed benefits for the first time. That was up from 281,000 people the week before. That is a 1,053% increase in. Well, that's a huge. Uh that's a huge increase. Incredible. Uh, and, uh, we're seeing st- similar issues in the UK. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is indeed a global as uh, pandemic. So yeah, absolutely. You, uh, um, I was uh, looking at some of the headlines this morning uh, from earlier in the week and uh, into maybe not necessarily a household name with a lot of our listeners, but uh, it is the largest owner of uh, shopping malls in the United Kingdom. Um, Probably uh, the, some of the the, uh, the places they own uh, are more familiar, like Lakeside in Essex, the Metro Centre up in Newcastle, and the Trafford Centre in Manchester. They said that they'd seen a, uh, a fall in the the rents collected. They saw that they said that this quarter, the second quarter, they'd only received 30% of the rents that they were due. Um, we had a new claimant count, similar to the United States in the United Kingdom, in the in the UK, uh, and we saw an increase of 500,000, half a million, in the past nine days of people claiming unemployment benefits. Uh, demand for housing is uh, 40% lower as compared with the previous week. So yes, certainly here in the UK we're see- seeing a very similar pattern to that that, uh, that they are seeing in the United States as well. Right, well we've got about a minute left, Lee. How, is it enough time to say where do we find ourselves right now with the markets? Yeah, well look, uh, look <laughs> the funny thing is after all this doom and gloom, we have actually basically, the Dow Jones finished up about 6.4%. Now, funnily enough, it's now in the middle of, or the end perhaps, of a, of a bull run. That is, it's up 20% from least recent lows. Those recent lows were on Monday e- evening, Ian. Um, it's been the largest three-day gain since 1931. Unfortunately, these references to the 1930s uh, are, are there for all to see and can't be got away from. Um, we are 
we are still around 20, 21, 22% uh, down from all-time highs. So, uh, and this is with all, and this to put this in sort of context, we need to know uh, we, we could, the, the the bill itself that we've talked about, the stimulus bill, is yet to be uh, is yet to go through the House of Representatives and uh, through Donald Trump. That happens today, so we wait with bated breath. Lee, as ever, very very interesting. Look forward to hearing from you next week. Take care. Thank you very much, Ian. Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio.